pause 10 seconds for station identification on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. KBYU-FM, HD2, Provo. You're listening to Cougar Sports on BYU Radio. All right, so welcome back to Jenny Craig Pavilion here in San Diego, California. Greg Rubel, Mark Durant with you as BYU falls to the Toreros. Final score is 75-62. San Diego hadn't uh, scored more than uh, 70 points in, I think, their last five games. Was that scored or allowed? Either way, they've been, uh, they're a team that will hold you to a low number, San Diego, generally speaking, and they held BYU to just 62 on 37% shooting, one of BYU's worst shooting days of the season. Not that there's ever a good time for that kind of day, but comes at a terrible time. BYU trying to hold off Pacific and retain that three seed in the West Coast Conference, losing a crucial away game at the Toreros today. So 37% shooting from the field for BYU. And you've got to go back to, well, Alabama was 37.3. This was 37-0. So it's the worst shooting day of the season for BYU. They'd only been under 40%. One time all year? Is that no two times? You nope. Double check. The UMass game, they were a little bit worse. 36.4. So that weekend in Brooklyn was bad. Shooting. 36.4 is the worst. 37.0 tonight, the second worst day for BYU from the field. And included in that 20 of 54 shooting mark is three for 22 from the three-point line. The three threes for BYU are a season low. And the 13.6% shooting from BYU is a season low. So uh, not a lot positive to find the tonight's box score for BYU as the Cougs fall. And again, they never really uh, you know, felt comfortable in. They, they were behind the whole night, the whole day. They were down for almost 39 of the 40 minutes here today. And they make some nice uh, spurts. Second half, got within six, got within five. But never the plays needed to push it over the edge, though, as USD wins it. The Toreros shoot 50% field, 43% three and make 75% of their free throws. They out-rebound BYU by 13. The Cougars missed 34 shots, got offensive rebounds on two of them. Two offensive rebounds for BYU on a day they're outboarded by 13. Cougars get 14 points from Bryant, 14 points from Haas, 11 from Selyus, as BYU's bench came up kind of big today. But Yoli Childs was the missing link on this day as he fouled out with only eight points. His 26-game streak at double figures ends. And from the get-go, just a rough day for him. Fouled trouble and just never able to get going. Ends up with eight points, four rebounds, and only 22 minutes of play. Season low, I think, in minutes for Yo on that one. Other scorers for BYU, besides Childs, eight. You've got five from Nixon, four from Worthington, two from Cannon. The Toreros get 20 from Pinheiro, 14 from Neubauer, 13 from Carter, 11 from Wright, sixes for Williams and Masalski, five for Floreska. Gets you to 75. BYU ends up with 62 as they shoot 37% field, 14% arc, and made 19 of 21 free throws. But unfortunately, that free throw number uh, didn't matter tonight, uh, today, as Toreros win it by a healthy margin, 13, 75, 62. Time now, Mark, for the New Skin Data discovery of the night, of the day. And we will tell you it's brought to you by New Skin. Discover the best you. If I can just remember it's not nighttime, we'll hand it over to you for your data discovery. Yeah, yeah. Of course, uh, the big number, 3 for 22. In college basketball, if you shoot that number, unless the other team does as well, you're going to lose. And if, so BYU's miserable from the three-point line. I think Elijah Bryant played 85 minutes the last couple games and was just a little bit gassed. Every miss that he had, and he was uh, 2 for 10 from 3, was short. 
So he, he wasn't great, to, but to look at all the games BYU's really struggled with. Arlington, 6 of 27 for 3. Alabama, 4 for 17. Gonzaga, 3 for 20. LMU, 5 for 24. Even the Pepperdine game, which they squeaked out, 6 for 21. So, I mean, it's uh, it's not hard to see that BYU's got to hit some threes. They, you know, they fought so hard. They came back, and a lot of weird little things kind of uh, were roadblocks for them in that comeback, but... You just it's hard to overcome that kind of shooting and so a tough tough night for BYU now you go I don't know that it matters other than you want to finish as high as you can in the conference I mean it's one thing to be behind Gonzaga St. Mary's it's nothing to be behind Pacific so there's still a lot to play for but uh, whether you play San Diego or San Francisco or Pacific or Santa Clara I mean BYU's gonna have their hands full in that first game of the conference tournament uh, I, I just worry that they're not in the right right spot going into that yeah, game Greg yeah. I mean it's one thing if you're you're losing you want to play really good basketball going to the conference tournament and right now BYU is not doing that all right uh, San Diego played the better basketball today they uh, come out of a recent slump a slump to beat the Cougars by 13 uh, USD had not been playing great or shooting it well but both those things remedied here this afternoon and again what a what a gutsy call by by the head coach he takes his two best players and says you're not starting I don't like the way you've been playing. Don't like the way you played Thursday. Benched both Isaiah Wright and Isaiah Pinheiro. But in those first five, six minutes, who was the better team? USD with the bench guys. And uh, they kind of took BYU from there and kept BYU uh, behind all day. Cougars followed the 10-6 and six in the West Coast Conference. Dave Rose has never in Mountain West or WCC lost more than six games in any conference season. They've got to finish a 2-0 to keep that particular streak intact. Pacific is a half game back of BYU. And should the Tigers beat Santa Clara tonight in Stockton, it'll be a tie for third with two games to play. And BYU will have Gonzaga to get through to end the season, while Pacific will not. So uh, BYU's never finished any lower than third in the West Coast Conference. And Pacific is putting the heat on BYU to make sure the Cougars uh, keep that particular uh, that particular. Uh, streak, if you will, alive, but never finishing lower than third in this West Coast Conference. All right, that's your post-game recap. We'll have uh, Jason Shepard coming up next with Cougar Post Game Live. Then we'll return to San Diego for courtside coverage with player and coach comments. That'll do it for now. From Jenny Craig Pavilion, where the Toreros beat BYU 75-62 on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. final buzzer has sounded. And today's BYU basketball game is complete. Selyus another three. Got it again! Zach Selyus! Time now for Cougar Post Game Live on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Exclusive post-game coverage of BYU basketball is brought to you by Provo Land Title. In 1966, we started with a simple goal, service. 50 years later, that goal is now a tradition. Now, let's join your host, Jason Shepard. The San Diego Toreros defeat the BYU Cougars at Jenny Craig Pavilion, 75-62. to Welcome in to Cougar Post Game Live. We will get you back to Southern California coming up in just a few minutes. Let's begin checking scores in the West Coast Conference. And one other game currently going on. It is in San Francisco. The Dons looking to keep things rolling after defeating the St. Mary's Gales on Thursday night. They are hosting LMU. 12 minutes to go in the first half. The Lions leading San Francisco by a point at 12 to 11. Everything else will tip off later on tonight. Number nine, Gonzaga at home hosting the Pepperdine Waves. Portland 
taking on 15th-ranked St. Mary's. And this is a big game. Cougar fans should be paying attention to what happens tonight in Stockton. The Pacific Tigers hosting Santa Clara. If Pacific wins, they would be tied with BYU for the third-best conference record in the WCC. Top 25 action. We will begin with the games in action right now. 10.45 to go in the second half. Number four, Xavier, trailing number three, Villanova. It is 71-63 in favor of Villanova. Also, Georgia, this game just underway, leading at number 18, Tennessee, 5-4. to four. 16 minutes to go there in the first half. In Logan, Utah State, hosting 24 fourth-ranked Nevada. The Aggies leading the Wolfpack 16-9, 15 minutes to go in the first half. All right, finals. Number 21, Texas A&M falls at Arkansas. Razorbacks get the win going away 94-75. It's number two, Michigan State winning at Northwestern 65-60. South Carolina upsets number 10, Auburn 84-75. And the Texas Longhorns head into Norman and defeat the 23rd-ranked Oklahoma Sooners 77-66. Later on tonight in the top 25, Baylor hosts number seven, Texas Tech. It is number 14, North Carolina at Louisville. All right, our final from San Diego, 75-62, San Diego defeating the BYU Cougars. Coming up on the other side, I'll update you on BYU women's basketball, softball, and BYU baseball. All those scores coming up next. This is Cougar Post Game Live on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Welcome back to Cougar Post Game Live. Jason Shepard with you. Tough shooting afternoon for the BYU Cougars. They fall in San Diego, 75-62. to 32. 37% was the shooting percentage for the Cougars from the field. Just 14% from 3. 3 of 22. Just never really got into a rhythm uh, really from the start. Had a couple of opportunities to cut the lead uh, down to five or four and just never could get over the hump. San Diego comes away with the victory again, 75-62. to 62. We'll get you back to the Slim Jim for more postgame coming up in just a few minutes. All right, other teams on campus in action today. Earlier today, in fact, right before BYU took on San Diego in San Diego, the BYU women's team were at home hosting USD. 66-60 the final. Toreros defeating the BYU Cougars. Uh, very similar uh, to what we were talking about in the men's game. The women kind of struggled from uh, from the field. 33% from the field, 27% from three. They fall by six points, 15 points for Cassie DeVagere. She led BYU in scoring 10 points for Malia Nawahine as well as Brenna Chase. Uh, Paisley Johnson, eight points, four points for Chalet Salmon, Amanda Wayment with seven in the loss for BYU. All right, BYU baseball in action today. First game yesterday, it's a four-game series against Cal State Northridge, CSUN. BYU got the win yesterday in the season opener, 5-3. to three. And then it was a part of a doubleheader today. Earlier, it was BYU had a lead of 9-7, to seven, but the Matadors scored three runs in the bottom of the eighth inning, and they would defeat BYU in game number one of the doubleheader by final of 10 to 9. They are in the top of the sixth in game number two and BYU has a lead at 2 nothing. Again, that game in the top of the sixth. The fourth and final game of the series will be on Monday and then BYU actually will not come back. They will go ahead and get on a plane 
on Tuesday and fly to Hawaii. They will take on the uh, the Rainbow Warriors coming up next week on the Big Island. All right. Softball in action today. They were taking on Iowa State. That game being played at a neutral field in Las Vegas. Cougars fall to Iowa State by a score of 5-3. to three. All right. That's going to do it for Cougar Post Game Live. After the break, we're going to get you back to Ginny Craig Pavilion for the Cougar Locker Room Show. Your final from San Diego. The Toreros defeating BYU 75-62. And you heard it all right here on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Our exclusive post-game coverage continues with the Cougar Locker Room Show. We'll hand off TJ3, Pulse fires, oh! Brought to you by Mountain Point Medical Center. Our experienced team puts you and your heart health first. Now, let's head back to the Bryant Eating and Cooling courtside seats and join the voice of the Cougars, Greg Rubel. Welcome back to Jenny Craig Pavilion here in San Diego, California. BYU falls to USD by a score of 75-62. Attendance not official yet for tonight. Can't give you a number there. But uh, the home fans went home happy as BYU falls uh, on the season to 21-8, and 10-6 in the WCC. Captain Luke Worthington, our guest here courtside for a moment or two. Uh, Luke, uh, sorry about the outcome and the result. Uh, tough to have to st- uh, talk about it, of course. Uh, a difficult day uh, the way you estimated things. Uh, what did it come down to from your perspective? Um... Uh, I mean, a lot of things, but one being uh, an inability to make make shots that we typically put in, especially in the first half. I think we had a lot of open looks and opportunities that we were just not able to convert on. And when that happens too many times in a row, it can it can give the other team a lot of confidence. And they played with confidence tonight. So, how much does the 37-24 rebound number say about today's game? Because sometimes the rebound tactics aren't don't always are, are always reflected in the number. But what does it say to you this this afternoon? Um, you know, hustle on, on their part. Obviously, I think they, they came out and were playing with a lot of emotion tonight. It's, it's a weird time of a game to be playing in the middle of the day. And, and unfortunately, um, for whatever reason, we, we came out a little slow. And I think we were trying to get ourselves going. But again, you know, they, they just came out and played well together. So. Well, Luke, yeah, thanks for coming on. I mean, I know it's tough, but it's been a kind of a funky couple of weeks from this team, from my perspective. I mean, you got some great, amazing wins. You've showed a lot of fight, but, uh, I, you know, you're a team captain. I'm just kind of curious where you think, you know, after this game and just overall in general, how do you feel this team's handling things and uh, where they're at mentally? You know, we, we just got to take things one one game at a time, and, and that's what we've said going into the last, I mean, probably a few games ago we were, we were saying that, that it's just one game at a time, and um, this one this one stings. It, it sucks, to be completely honest, but going back home, we're excited to, well, going to Portland and then coming back home, I think we have a chance to, to finish off this conference play right um, with a couple of wins, and it'll be exciting to play both those teams. They're both competitive programs, and you know, I think if we can just get things rolling going into these last couple of games, then we'll be ready for Vegas. We'll come back to Jenny Craig. Get a closing comment from Luke right after this. Final score, 75-62, USD over. BYU on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. All right, to 75-62, San Diego over BYU. Today's final score here at Jenny Craig Pavilion. Luke Worthington with us for a moment. Uh, the whistle is what it is, but uh, in, in the first half, uh, Luke, uh, you and three of your fellow starters all had uh, two-plus fouls, and it seemed like foul trouble was just another thing BYU was battling uh, from the get-go in this one here today. Yeah, and 
you just got to control what you can control. And, you know, the refs, it's it's been really hard, to be completely honest, because you're not sure what you're going to get game to game or half to half. Um, but, yeah, I mean, a, a couple of tough calls on, on some of our guys. And the, and the reality is this team is one of the top ten or top, I don't even know, top teams in the country when it comes to how many times they foul a game. They play a lot of players. And so the fact that we outfouled them is actually kind of surprising, to be completely honest with you. But... Um, you know, it's it's not anything you can blame the result of the game on. You just have to play the game um, and, and hope to fix the things that you can fix and just, you know, play through whatever obstacles there might be. Well, Luke, uh, everybody kind of struggled shooting tonight, but you hit a big uh, jump hook the other night, which was um, so critical. And you're all season long, that left and right hand, that jump hook has been great for you. Was that the real focus coming off the mission to, to just have a couple moves like that? And you just seem like that, that's a, a nice zone for you right now. Yeah, it's. I mean, it was um, a point of emphasis in the low post. I think it's a hard shot to defend. You know, I think Kareem was the highest scoring post player or player in NBA for a reason because it's kind of unguardable if you get it in the right position so you know I looked at it and I was making a lot of them come the end of the summer and thought that, that could be a point of emphasis so I just kept working on it and fortunately they've been going down for me. All right once again in your role as as team captain what are you going to want the group to really kind of zone in on as you guys hit uh, hit the road again here later this week next week? Um, practice on Monday we have to have a good practice on Monday it, it's it's hard, and, you know, after a loss, a lot of players just hear a lot of things. It's natural. You hear things from different people who both understand and don't understand the game of basketball, and the best thing you can do is just come to your team, understand that we're the only ones that are going to be able to fix it, listen to your coaches and the people who really understand the system, come back on Monday, have a good practice, and look forward to another win on Thursday. Well, Luke, thanks for the time. We appreciate it. We'll see you uh, next week. Yep, thanks a lot. All right, that's Luke Worthington. We'll come back with Coach Dave Rose's comments on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. It's time to get the final word on today's game from head coach Dave Rose. I'm really proud of our guys. I just think that, uh, you know, you go to the last 80 minutes that we've played and you've seen a lot of fight. It's the BYU Creamery Cougar Post Game Coaches Show. BYU Creamery, the classic BYU tradition. Have a scoop today. The Cougar Post Game Coaches Show is also brought to you by Mountain Point Medical Center. Our experienced team puts you and your heart health first. Now let's rejoin the voice of the Cougars, Greg Rubel. Well, San Diego, one of the best uh, defensive teams in the country, uh, held BYU to a sub-40% shooting on this day and under 15% from the arc and defeat the Cougars by 13-75-62. Coach Dave Rose now with us for his uh, post-game comments. And and uh, you, you applaud, I think, first and foremost, San Diego, the effort. Uh, they've been a really, really almost elite defensive team a lot of this year. Yeah, I, I think that, uh, you know, we got ourselves into, into foul trouble early, which... Uh, made it really difficult to try to get any kind of rhythm as far as uh you know our substitution patterns and who we were playing and so the game got kind of scattered and um early but uh you know i, I thought there were some some really good signs out there of uh you know some things that uh, we, we can build on it it's um it's you know a little disheartening at times when <laughs> you can't get a shot to go in and and uh, uh you know a lot of the threes that we took we took tonight i thought might have been a little bit uh, hurried or rushed, but we had a lot of, you know, threes that we, you know, we need to make to, uh, you know, to beat a team like this. And uh, I thought that, uh, you know, Zach, Zach came in and, and, and gave us some really good minutes, which is great to see. And 
and when you when you're looking to try to get better and, and build and uh you know for what's next in the next couple of weeks you know you just got to take those positive things and go with it yeah coach i i guess uh, the thing that jumps out at me most is the most glaring thing i see looking at the score sheet is the rebounding you, you get out rebounded by 13 which is unusual for your team and just the the two offensive rebounds tj really the only one to get an off- offensive rebound you got 19 missed threes those are usually longer rebounds I know, I mean, historically, you've had really good offensive rebounding teams. I know maybe you, you give up no fast break points tonight, so I know there's a reason to do certain things, but maybe just your thoughts on offensive rebounding for this team tonight and in general. Well, tonight it was, uh, you know, when when, when we went after uh, the ball, they, they really were physical with us as far as uh, keeping us away from the basket, and I, I think that there's a couple things there that, you know, we need to be more <clears throat> relentless as far as our effort in pursuing that ball. Um, I think a lot of that, when we talk about foul trouble early, a lot of it was our, you know, our feet were slow early, and and I think that you know affected um, both ends of the floor, and sometimes it you know will affect your ability to offensive rebound. And uh, you know, we do did a pretty good job of keeping them off the boards. <clears throat> you know, for a team that's a pretty good offensive rebound team, but. This was a pretty. It was a physical battle. I think if you, if you, you probably won't notice it much on TV, but if you were here and watched it, I mean, there were uh, a lot of things, you know, going on. We talked about it in the pregame show as far as they're one of the uh, the most fouling teams in the country as far as how they play and what they do. And uh, tonight we actually committed, you know, more fouls than they did, which uh, you know I, I think is something we need to kind of evaluate and see. And it's a good possibility we'll play this team again. And if we do, then uh, we need to be better on in all counts. Our ability to guard without fouling, our ability to, to corral our misses. Uh, long shots, is they're hard to offensive rebound because the ball usually, you know, caroms off pretty good. And sometimes you can get fortunate, but uh, not tonight. All right, BYU does fall by 13 tonight. 75-62 is your final score. Coach Dave Rose with us. We'll get his closing comments after this here in San Diego next on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. In a game with 43 fouls and 53 free throws, San Diego prevails 75-62. Coach Dave Rose now with us for a few closing comments. Coach, uh, turnover Turnovers were not an issue tonight. You took good care of the basketball, uh, 10 assists and, and five turnovers on the night. And I think among the things you're trying to kind of zone in on, that was one thing that you actually did well tonight was uh, ball security. Yeah, you know, I, th- I think that uh, the, the game was was extremely frazzled from the beginning, you know, because you, know, you get behind a little bit and you get some guys in foul trouble, so you start playing different lineups. Uh, but the guys did, I mean, they competed really hard. They played hard. Uh, we got the thing down to five or six, two or three different times and just yeah. needed the ball to roll in and kind of rolled out. And they had three or four, you know, late shot clock, you know, bailout fouls that were called by the officials or the thing bounced around and three or four times hits the rim, hits the back iron, hits the glass, goes in. So sometimes you wonder if, if uh, you know, maybe sometimes sometimes it's just, it's just really difficult to overcome some of the the odds but I, I do believe that the guys played hard enough tonight we just didn't play well enough and and we'll go back and watch the film and we'll kind of dissect it a little bit but uh you know there's there, there, there's some some things that are kind of glaring uh, every every time we we end up with uh 
you know, with the loss. And most of the time, it's, uh, you know, it, it, it's 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 in our inability to make shots. You know, we 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 uh, really wanted to concentrate in the second half of getting fouls early so we could get to the free throw line because we're good at the free, at the foul line. And I thought that if we could shoot 18 or 19 free throws in the second half, that we could slow the dang game down a little bit and. But the free throws kind of seemed to go to the other the other side. They shot 32, you know. And uh, but uh, we'll regroup. We'll get home, get these guys going, and uh, look forward to next week. Coach, like uh, everybody, TJ struggled from three, but I thought he played really well. Created some turnovers and uh, assisted well out to the free throw line. My question is, uh, how, how, what are some keys for TJ? Because when he has the ball in his hands and he gets in the paint, I mean, see that, it seems like that's one of the best things that can happen for your team. He either dishes or he scores it. Sometimes he seems a little passive. First half, first 10, 15 minutes, seemed, wasn't really trying to do that. And then when he does in the second half, it made a big difference. What, what do you think are some keys for TJ? Well, I, I think the you know the matchups are, are uh, uh, important for him. I think the, you know, they're... The, the, kind of the word on him is that the, the people just are really physical with him. You know, on the other night they were really physical with him at, at Pepperdine, and uh, and you know I think that you know he can get a uh, a ball screen and get off that thing and get to the rim and get fouled and get that thing in. You know, he had a couple of them tonight where they just kind of rolled around and went out. You know, but uh, you know his ability to to kind of see things and play on attack are are when he's the best. Well, Coach, in two weeks from today, you'll be opening tournament play down in Las Vegas. And between now and then, we'll find out where you end up. And that'll take another two games to determine. But we're getting to that point. Uh, overall, your sense of, of how you guys might be uh, maybe prepared for postseason play right now? Well, I, you know, after a game like this, this is uh, it's, it's not like how we play. I mean, I, and, and I, you know, it's the second night, long kind of a long tro- road trip. We, you know, battled really hard the other night. But, it, you know, really... Uh, and this was a real physical game, and I think that there's four or five teams in this league that, that you know, that's that's kind of the the equation as far as how to play us is just to physically try to move us out of our spacing. We're really good in a half-court offense and executing, and we got to get the ball in the post. And tonight, balls in the post didn't turn into points, and you know, so th- those kind of things. It's a formula that you got to kind of kind of put together, and and hopefully we'll get a you know a nice. Uh, you know, aggressive two games next week to get us prepared to go into, uh, you know, the conference tournament. All right, well, uh, fly safe. We'll see you next week. All right, thanks a lot, Greg. All right, that's Coach Dave Rose. We'll come back and wrap it up from San Diego here on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. All right, uh, back courtside here at Jenny Craig Pavilion in San Diego, California. Toreros win it by a score of 75-62. BYU falls on the year to 10-6 and in league, 21-8 overall. Lamont Smith's team goes to 17-11 and overall and 8-8 eight and eight in conference play. Just taking a quick look at our conference standings. Gonzaga 14-1 and and will play home to Pepperdine tonight. Uh, St. Mary's 13-2 will be at Portland tonight. Those are your first and second place teams. BYU at 10-6. For the time being, solo third. One half game back of BYU's Pacific. The Tigers home to Santa Clara tonight. They're at 9-6. So if they take care of their business at home tonight, they'll be tied with BYU in third place with two games to go. San Diego improves to 8-8. Eight eight. USF is at half game back at 7-8. and eight, And USF leading LMU 29-25 at halftime on the hilltop. Santa Clara 7-8. They play at Stockton tonight. Then you go down to Portland 4-11. 
Portland hosting St. Mary's tonight. In ninth place, LMU at 3-12 and 12 is noted, playing on the hilltop. And then your uh, cellar dwellers are Pepperdine 1-14. and 14. And as I mentioned, they are playing at Gonzaga this evening. That's your top to bottom in the WCC. So BYU has some work to do to hang on to the 3 seed, which they'll try and do with wins next week. The Cougs will play at Portland Thursday, home to Gonzaga on Saturday. Let's wrap it up uh, for today from... Jenny Craig Pavilion, by thanking all those who made our broadcast possible. We thank, first and foremost, our Cougar Nation listening audience, wherever you were or are today. Appreciate you tuning in, whether you're listening to Over the Air, on an app, online, however you tuned in. Thanks for joining us. Back east, Carter Malloy, our control board operator. Mike Tingle, our network manager. Dave Shook, our coordinating producer. Our BYU Broadcasting control board operator was Cole Wissinger with Jason Shepard, of course, serving as our studio host. Our thanks to the two SIDs from BYU, the Basketball Media Relations Director slash Sports Information Director Kyle Chilton, and from San Diego, Greg Marsh. Appreciate their help, Kyle, especially with stats, and Greg setting up post-game interviews and otherwise getting us on the air here in San Diego. My color commentary colleague, of course, is Mr. Mark Durant. That's the crew. So for everybody, my name is Greg Rubel. Thanking you for tuning in. USD 75 and BYU 62, our final score. We'll talk to you next week from Portland as the Cougars take on the Pilots on the road, then home to the Zags to finish out the regular season. Then it's tournament play. Yes, Two weeks from today, BYU in Las Vegas to open up the WCC tourney. We'll see what happens to uh, determine those final seeds here in the week to come. So in the meantime and in between time, once again, I'm Greg Rubel. Thank you for tuning in saying this has been BYU Basketball on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Good day. So long from San Diego.